everyone. Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. We need to welcome a very special guest today. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> we are joined by the very funny writer and YouTuber, Marissa Diaz, also known as Marissa Conqueso. Welcome, Marissa. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're happy you're here. What a treat. It really is a treat. And a delight and a treasure. Everything good is happening. We're going to dive in, just yeah. our, let our listeners get to know Marissa a little bit. So we have our handy dandy questionnaire. We start off with a simple question. Who are you? What do you do? I'm Marissa Diaz, but I'm also known as Marissa Conqueso on YouTube and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I started a character who is pretty funny. She was crowned a rodeo queen, which for those of you who don't know, is like being a pageant queen of the rodeo. So like big dresses with cowboy boots. <gasps> A sex tape of her was released, <gasps> and she got her crown stripped from her. So she started a YouTube channel to work through all the emotions of all the people who have turned against her. So that's what I've been working on for the past year. Love it's brought her. me lots of joy and lots of new friends. So I'm really excited so about it. Wonderful. I love that. I love a rodeo queen. I mean, I've never been to a rodeo. Neither have I. I did win Most Likely to Win Miss America at my high school, which is pretty much... Did you? I did. I don't know why. We had weird superlatives. Who is the first woman you remember seeing on television? Oh my gosh. That's such an interesting question. Okay, this is so crazy because I was just reminded of it a few months ago when the Mr. Rogers documentary came out, but there's this puppet from Mr. Rogers called Lady Elaine Fairchild. Pretty sure it's voiced by Mr. Rogers, so not sure if that counts as a woman. (laughs) Lady in the name. For a women puppet. I feel like this sounds familiar to me. (laughs) Yes. So if you just do a quick Google, it's like this really creepy puppet with like crazy long red nose and red cheeks. Looks like maybe there have, you know, she sustained some burn. (laughs) She's a victim and a survivor. She's a victim and survivor, which is why I love her so much. (laughs) Like all women. (laughs) She's very empowered. She had this creepy voice, but I think that's just because it was Mr. Rogers in falsetto. Um, But yeah, she was weird. And I had always had this like latent memory of her, but couldn't place where it was from. And I watched the documentary and I was um, reunited with her. So I think, I think it's her. Oh my god, I love this terrifying lady puppet. Yeah. More people should be talking about her. More ladies in puppets. (laughs) But actually, though, there's there are very few female Muppets. Is that true? Yeah, there's very few. I mean, just like Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. And then who's the chicken who Gonzo she's a woman technically. And then Janice. (laughs) Okay, so the next question is what shows or characters or comedians are in line with your comedic sensibility? It's kind of crazy because, like, a lot of my favorite comedians are men, which Mm -hmm. really um, isn't something that I should be doing. But I think in terms, yeah, I I think in terms of comedy, the people that I love so much, I really love Issa Rae. I think she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think she's brilliant. I love Lena Dunham. Um, I think the work that she's done is really iconic and has really changed, you know, in the first season of Girls, really changed what it looked like to be a woman on TV mm-hmm. and what feminism looked like for people in our age group. So, which brings us to the first Lucy-specific question. Yeah. What is your relationship to this show? Had you ever seen it before? Like, what are your... If you've seen it before, what were your feelings about it before talking to us? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I've seen it before. And my relationship to it is that... It's actually a very special one, but this is 
So I Love Lucy was something that my mother and I watched when I was growing up. Like, I don't even know how old I was, but I must have been younger than 10. And I don't know where they would play. It might be at night. And so we would watch them at night together. And I know that, I don't know if you've done this episode or not yet, but the Vitamita Vegemin. Yeah, we did. Okay. So like, obviously that's one of the most like iconic episodes, but that was something that we always joke about even now. And we'll like shove chocolates in our face and um, try to talk like Lucy. So it's something that reminds me a lot of great memories I had as a child with my mother. So when I found out that you guys did this, it was so exciting. And then when I watched the episode, I was like, I really did forget how much I loved this series and how like great it translates to now. It's pretty timeless. So I'm really impressed. But yeah, I love Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Same. We. We love Lucy. Lucy, Yes. Even the episodes that I don't love, there's always stuff to, to like about it. Like, it's just kind of crazy that it even existed, especially given the time. Which brings us to a very important question. Are you a Fred, Lucy, Ethel, or Ricky? I think I want to be a Lucy, but I'm actually a Ricky. A fellow Ricky. (laughs) I'm a Ricky too. Are you? Yes. What are most people? A lot of people say they're an Ethel or a Lucy because we feel like, you know, in friendships, there is an Ethel and a Lucy. So you can be someone else's Lucy, but you can be someone else's Ethel. Right. You know? Yes. But yeah, we get a mix. And we do love Ethel. Oh, we love Ethel too. Yes. We've gotten some like dark horse Fred. What are you guys? I'm a Ricky. I'm you're an Ethel. Um, I think you're a Lucy. I'm a, I'm a Lucy with an Ethel. Mm, I used to say like Ethel Rising, but... Um, <laughs> Rising. But I have I a Fred that, Moon. I, yeah. Looming. I think that for a long time, I, I thought of myself as an Ethel, and now I'm finally letting myself be a Lucy. Right. This is my yeah. personal evolution. Yeah, we all have to let out our inner Lucys. But we have to know when to be an Ethel, too, and go along with someone's plan and take the back seat, you know? Absolutely. I think it's... I just had a big birthday, and I think I'm ready to embrace my, like, Saturn return of Lucy. Yeah. Love that. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, Thank you for asking us. No one ever asks us. Oh, really? How are women being depicted today on TV, and how different or not different do you think it is from the show well when i watched the show i was so impressed with how progressive it seemed to Mm me i mean we'll get into this later but there's a lot of like upstairs downstairs there's a lot of like what does it mean that i think we're talking about now which is like what does it mean to be from the coast or live on the coast what does it mean to be part of america's heartland and to me those ideas are so progressive and thoughtful for that time, like what year do you know what this 54. 50, 50, like that's crazy to me because to me that seems so of the moment now. In terms of women, I will say that like there is something really empowering about a Lucy character because she's so like batshit crazy yes. and just does whatever the f- <laughs> she wants. <laughs> and her husband like screams at her and her friends tell her she's dumb. She has a best friend who comes along. So it's this kind of thing that while it it's progressive for its time, it does feel timeless in a way. Yeah. But it's also just like she's an empowered woman who's doing whatever she wants and isn't going to let anyone stop her, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. She's mm-hmm. relentless, like, yeah. for better or for worse. Even episodes where she ends up losing in the end, like she still tries. She does her best. Yeah. Yes. She's putting her best foot forth, like whatever foot that is. May not be my foot, but it's a foot. For sure. <laughs> might yeah. be her hand sometimes. <laughs> it might be her somersaulting. So whatever but... she can claw forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To borrow. She's not the voice of a generation, but she's a voice of a generation. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. I mean? yeah. Yes. She's a Lena Dunham of the 50s, <laughs> which I love. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yes. The estate of Lucille Ball is like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse? Excuse? <laughs> 
do you wish you saw more of in terms of women on television or less of? I would love to see more diverse people on TV. I think we're doing a lot. I think we're doing our work and things are getting better, but I think it's not getting better quickly enough. Mm -hmm. So these comedies with white girls, great. But like, let's open that up a little bit. Like, let's crack that open. Like, where are the black girls? Where are the Latina girls? Where are the Asian girls? Where are the Muslim girls? Like, I just want to see every girl that exists in the world on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's not happening fast enough for Mm -hmm. me. And like, I think women have a really interesting thing to say in this Trump era, like the only way that we can manage all this pain is sort of find the comedy within it. So I think there's a lot of voices emerging right now that I just want to see on TV right now. All right, this brings us to our last question. Last, what is your modern pitch for an I Love Lucy reboot? Oh my god! (laughs) Okay, so my I Love Lucy reboot would be the Real Housewives, (gasps) Real Housewives of Desi Lu. And it Fred's would, a housewife. <laughs> Fred's a housewife, or like they're you know they're just like because a lot in the Housewives franchise, they're um, a lot of like zany, also super controlling, very wealthy men who have these wives who are batshit crazy. That's, crazy. That's so true. So I think that this would be a perfect translation for that. Maybe it would be like on a studio stage. Maybe there would be like their little kids running around. Um, but I think that could be fun. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think the idea is that it would take place in LA and then we could pull people from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and from Vanderpump Rules, maybe even some Shaws of Sunset could do a a cameo. I love that. Just like talking heads where Lucy like explains her thought process. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I wanted to do this, so I knew I had to trick Ricky. Yes. (laughs) It's so, yes. Yes. I love that. And also, because we've talked about this before, we're like, they were like one of the first reality shows in a way, because it was like a couple who were actually married playing a married couple. So they were famous in like a Kim Kanye kind of way. Right. So mm-hmm. to put them in a reality show feels correct. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And in this one, they would share a bed. So yeah, like, well, it's iconic in that uh, way. Modern. Yes. <laughs> California <laughs> King. My entire reboot is just a bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My reboot, reboot is only the bed. <laughs> Yes, wonderful. Okay, so we're going to get into the episode now? Yeah. Okay, this week we're going to talk about Tennessee Ernie visits. It's a a mouthful and a handful. When cousin Ernie, Tennessee Ernie Ford, wears out his welcome, Lucy tries to scare him away. And it aired May 3rd, 1954. So this episode is a giant bit. The whole thing. (laughs) One big bit. One big bit. You know, so it opens up on Lucy getting a letter from her mother. Can we talk about her tiered apron? Oh, yes. She had a tiered apron and like a little scoff. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I loved this kitchen look. Yes, love it. I need to invest in more aprons, I think was my take. But yeah, so she gets a letter. Fred is also their mailman. Right, yeah. He's delivering. Oh, yes, yeah. he picked up the mail well, from, this from downstairs. A, he's got a lot of building duties, you As know. The Get the mail, fix the sinks. When it's convenient for yes. him. <laughs> and she says something... Where he makes a joke about the Budinsky branch of the family. Mm. Right. Meaning that Ethel is a nosy broad. That's what he's... What's Ethel's maiden name? That got me thinking. Have we ever talked about that? Potter. Ethel Potter. What? Oh, she (gasps) should have kept it. That's so good. Ethel Ethel Potter Mertz. What's so interesting about this scene, to me, is that we learn that Ricky's mother-in-law 
does not like him. Right. Well, and does not even recognize him as a, like a human person in her life. Like doesn't remember his name. What's his name? It was Xavier, Xavier in this one. Xavier. <laughs> I just love also that like they the entire scene they were pronouncing the name differently. Xavier and Xavier. Yes. Yeah. Where she's like, she knows I'm married to a Latin band leader, and that's like as far as it goes. Yeah, she's just like not sure which one. Right. Yeah. Like, was like, Xavier another famous band leader? Yes. Yeah, so Xavier is a reference to Xavier Cugat, Desi Arnaz's former employer and Ricky Ricardo's professional rival. Apparently, later in the series, the mother-in-law will generally call her son-in-law Mickey. <laughs> oh, cute. She just never Mickey bothers Ricardo. to learn his name. The mother of, the father of her, her grandson. I know, isn't that crazy? So when she gets mail and it's like little Ricky, she's like, hmm, Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same name as her grandson. Yeah. I'm assuming she knows his name. No, she just says like the baby, right? <laughs> they often just call that, him the baby. I think that was a 1950s thing where like. Well, that's in um, Jane the Virgin, um, Rogelio has the oh. daughter with. The actress. With, yeah, and then they decide to name the baby baby mm-hmm. because they kept calling it the baby the baby and they're like we came up with the perfect name yes baby genius <laughs> what a clown i love jane the virgin it's so good honestly i feel it's very underrated and i'm so angry that i didn't mention gina rodriguez before i love her what? she should have been my number one i take Great it back choice. she's my number one i feel like it doesn't get enough hype and i think it's doing something so interesting mm-hmm. with like the telenovela yes mm-hmm. and making it interesting for the american market so i mm-hmm. think it's great so smart watch more yeah, yeah. make more <laughs> oh and so what happens is they get this letter and the mom i found this so relatable anybody else have a mom who tells long-winded stories that like have no oh point? absolutely <gasps> yeah oh my god so she's like talking about how she would like met this friend who has a cousin who has a roommate who has three sons who mm-hmm. are named this and then the middle one Ernest, is coming to new york and he is coming to visit you yeah which, by the way, have we not all been in that position before? Like, living between New York and L.A.? Like, yes. How many cousins, brothers, neighbors, mm-hmm. child have you had in your living room? Like, okay, like, do you want to go to the Statue of Liberty? Like, right. do you want to go to the Griffith Observatory? <laughs> yeah. Or someone wanting to work in entertainment. You know, yeah. we're oh, like, can you talk to God. this person? And you're just like, yes. That's what it is. It's my, my mama, like, she'll be like, yeah, I was talking to so-and-so and their nephew's moving to LA and I gave him your number and it's like, mom, like stop. <laughs> but then by the way, like nine times out of 10, like they don't reach out or like, yeah. they'll, like or they'll like text you nonstop until you block them. <laughs> so like there's no version of Different which they Different sides win. of the spectrum. <gasps> yes. Yes. Ernest is trying to come to New York. Oh yes. Ernest. So we all know an Ernest. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about Scrabble for a second? As a person who plays words with friends with yes. her mother all the time i also make up words <laughs> and i want to play regular scrabble though okay two things local versus local yeah they love to make this joke about yeah. his accent it was tough <laughs> it was rough stuff i was like oh <laughs> that was the kind of thing that i'm like this feels less progressive to me yeah but like i get it two steps forward one step back yeah <laughs> i did like that he was like yeah the the local yeah like, Instead of the express, you take the local. He was like, yeah, I know it's a word. Right. Yes, and yes, she's yes. Like, he used it properly. Right, yeah. Yes, yes. He knew it was a thing. Yes. He just didn't spell it right. That's right. 
And easy as that. The thing I did love about this moment that yeah. I was like, I need to steal this and put it into my life is playing Scrabble with a lazy Susan is truly genius. Where they were playing with the board where they could rotate it mm-hmm. back and forth, and I was like, why are we not? Do you not have it? one that's? We have one that's already on the thing. Oh, at my parents, I don't know how old the game is. It might be older than me, but it's like on. <laughs> it's like a thick plastic. Maybe that's game what they used to make them. And it, yeah. yeah, you can move it around, which is really nice. I'm obsessed with this. I need. I know what I'm gonna get you. (laughs) So Ernest Ford shows up. He's from Bent Fork, Tennessee, and he is a real human of this name. Ernest Ford is his real name. Oh, Oh, really? It's a cameo. Oh, is he like a? Is he from the South? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that his real voice, or is he playing a character? Oh, his name is Tennessee Ernie Ford. So if we had had, like, Blake Shelton on right. the reboot. So that's not a character. Well, I mean, it is kind of a character, though. It is a character in that, so Bent Fork is fictional. Yeah. But he's from Tennessee. Okay. And he is a country singer, so he has talent. He's not just, like, Got it. playing this song that's annoying to people he's staying with. I kind of, that makes me, I like it less. Really? That they're, like, playing on, they're making fun of this actual person's persona. Right. Rather than, like, oh, this random actor is playing. Yeah. But isn't it kind of funny if you had, like, a Blake Shelton come on? Like, that's hilarious. I guess so. They're very into cameos on the show. Yeah. Famous cameos. Yeah. But from the jump, I was like, whoa. Where he was like, I was looking for the Ricardos. Yes, 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 yes. Can you say Ricardo? But also, like, racially, what is this guy? Because he he looked very, like, ethnic. Mm. So I wonder. Yeah, it it was confusing. And we can talk about it towards the end as well. But one of the reasons there's really no wrap-up is that it's a two-part episode, which they never... This ends quite abruptly. Yeah, so... The so. next episode is titled Tennessee Ernie Hangs On. And he tries to make it in New York. Yeah. And he's still staying with them. And so his first appearance is over two episodes. And then he appears again when the gang travels through his fictional hometown of Ben Fork. Oh, so people on must their have way loved to Hollywood. him. They loved him. Because they wanted him back. <laughs> so he talks about how he calls everyone Cousin Lucy, Cousin Ricky. Yes. He's in Tennessee. But down in Tennessee, everyone is your cousin. That, so, yeah, classic well, joke about the South. <laughs> what I appreciate is he's he can laugh at himself. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Question though: Is he wearing eyeliner, <laughs> or does he just have lashes? I, yeah, I definitely was like, there is a Luke happening. Also, Ricky calls him old man multiple times during this episode. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, is that a term of endearment? Hello, old man. Yeah, and I'm like. I felt sure. weird, especially because I feel like Tennessee Ernie was like, he's like dad. clearly like a 40 year old man, but I feel like he was playing like. Well, and also he felt like, it felt like Ernie was like, you are my mom and dad now. Yeah. Like, I'm writing to my mom to tell her about my new family. And you're like, wait, what? What's happening here? So he got very confused about the subway, about the underground train. He ended up in Long Island. Yes, which, a very Long Island. Who hasn't, who hasn't that happened to? <laughs> And then he walked. That's very relatable. Yeah. It definitely reminded me of my first time in New York. Like, I never... I went to NYU, and I was like, let me figure out the train station. (laughs) And I just decided... Like, I guess I had asked the concierge at the... At the hotel, how do I ride the train to wherever I was going? Gave me vague directions, like circling on a map for tourists, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, great. And I just like understood to take like the green line or whatever. So I didn't understand that there was like a difference between four, five, and six. Yes. Mm. I had no clue. So I don't know where I ended up, somewhere that I shouldn't have 
been? And I was like, oh, how did we get here? It's because I had no understanding between the two things. So it's a very Southerner and New York thing that I, I relate to greatly. I think it's everyone. I think it's well, everybody. They talk, yeah. they talk about how he comes down. He's like, everyone's just staring at a ditch. And then everyone's <laughs> right? moving. And then I got moved onto the train. Yes. But I remember, and I grew up outside the city. So like, I, yeah. like, I have no excuse. I should have known this earlier. But I remember being a teenager and going into the city to visit, I think my friend was at NYU, when I first realized the difference between the Express and the local, yeah. the local. Yes. Um, the four, five, and six. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, it'll just like, it won't stop every time. I can go straight to wherever you're going. I'm like, I can go straight to Union Square. This is amazing. And I remember being like, how did I not know that? The wonders of modern train technology. <laughs> but now the MTA is trash. And That's what I've I mean, I haven't been in New York in like five years. So. A couple, they're always changing in the schedule though. So it's not like always the visitor's fault. Right. But no, I was never the visitor's yeah. fault ever. Because the other There should thing, be better signs. Oh, 100%. Because it'll be like, oh, take the four or five. It's running local this weekend. But then the six is running on an F train schedule. And then the trains don't match the station that you're in. Yeah. Right. So you're waiting for the six and an M comes. So really, and then there's signs everywhere saying conflicting. It's like the equivalent of like parking street signs in LA. Yes. So it's not you. It's the MTA. Yeah. So yeah. So Ernie's in town. He got confused. He walked all the way back from Long Island. He said Uh, this took him eight hours. I was like, you don't know where Long Island is. How how far deep in Long Island was he? I think last stop, no? Well, Queens is technically Long Island. So I'm guessing maybe he just like went all the way out. Like, I don't know, deep queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also wanted to use the bathroom and then... Went outside. Went outside and went out the other door and couldn't find it and was, like, shocked that there was an inside toilet. Well, that was a thing that that surprised me because I was like, he clearly was looking for the bathroom, and but I thought it was just one of those things when like you see so many doors out, yeah, and right? You don't, you don't know, know what, like the which one closet or the yeah. bathroom, and so I thought it was just like him being silly and and he, not that like an outhouse was what he was searching for. But so he, I I have a story about this that yes. I just learned over Thanksgiving. So my grandparents are from Italy, and my mom went to visit Italy with my dad when they were first married, and apparently her grandfather had sent his brothers and sisters money to build the first indoor toilet in their house because when he grew up they didn't have an indoor toilet so when my mom went to visit like her aunts and uncles and great aunts and uncles or whatever great aunts and uncles they wanted her to use the bathroom really badly because her grandfather had paid for it they were like you have to see this <laughs> they're really proud and it was the 70s and they'd had it for like a you know at least 10 years at this point but she was like i didn't have to go so i just went in and stood in the bathroom <laughs> right for a couple minutes and then i came back out performative pee when they yes. came out when she came out were they like <laughs> what'd you think how <laughs> was it <laughs> did you fall in because that's what happened to us the first time like, oh my gosh that's cute. That's cute. yeah so Ernie, I have a question. What is he doing in New York? Because he mentions at one point that he sold his guitar to get there. Yeah. But then he also had a guitar. But he has an instrument. It was Ricky's. He's like, I saw it there and I had to pick it up. Rude. Yeah. So my question is, what is he doing in the big city? Is he just visiting? What is he? Is he trying to find work? I think he's trying to be a musician. I don't know. 
I think he's trying to find himself. <laughs> just like yeah. the rest of us, you right? know? <laughs> what brings anyone to New York? Right? Yeah, it's um, finding themselves. Hatred of yourself, depression, <laughs> anxiety. Depression. <laughs> just a death wish. Yeah, just, yeah. Any form of torture is why you would go to New York. Well, we learned he he's maybe into some, some stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is what we learned about him. Well, and also his mother was very worried about him being a wicked city woman. Hmm. I loved it. She's warned him about the wicked city women. Right. Which, by the way, is something that we... I'm from Texas, so there's this kind of thing of, like, when I left home and I, I came back, I was, like, a bitch or whatever. But, like, I was born a bitch. So, <laughs> so like, I come back and they're like, oh, like, you're she's so rude now. It's, I guess because she's, like, a New York City woman. So there's still that idea out there, right? Oh, of, like, yeah. being a bitch. But, yeah, so it's interesting that, that that idea of a wicked city woman predates us in such a big way. A wicked city woman sounds fun. It does. I, am I a wicked city? I thought that wicked city woman meant prostitute. Yeah, or just oh. like skank. Felt like his mother was warning him that he would get seduced by a woman who would then ask for money. Oh, interesting. Oh, I thought it was just like you're gonna get seduced by some some yeah. tramp. So yeah, some like slutty New York City woman. But that's, that's interesting. <laughs> you can't afford a, because a whore. Is what you, <laughs> yeah, that's what she's saying. You have budget saying, for this. Yeah, he had to. <laughs> sell his guitar to get on a bus and he doesn't seem like he would know the difference between a woman who's hitting on him for real right or hitting on him because it's her job right of course yeah and then he she'd be like okay pay me and he'd be like i have no money and then he'd get beat up by by a woman (laughs) yeah that's amazing Okay, well, that's a different, that's a different Different layer. take. Yeah. <laughs> they give him a cot. Right, because he, he is expecting to sleep there. Oh, it's so good. And also, I wanted to shout out <laughs> really Sparkly Corset just for like a hot minute. Because they were going to play cards with the Mertzes. They were, they yes. They were in the, Ricky, or Ricky and Lucy were in the middle of their night. They had plans. And then Tennessee Ernie shows up and he wants to go to bed because it's <laughs> nine o'clock and he's yeah. been walking all day. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> They give him this this They give him this cot, yeah. And he's sleeping with his feet on a stool, head on the pillows, and some kind of box. And then his body is folded folded up in the (laughs) inside of it. He's like a little taco. Yeah. (laughs) He's a little (laughs) inside of a taco. He calls them kivers. Kivers. (laughs) I was like, what? Givers. But he's wearing a onesie and a hat, which oh, I like so have good. to give credit for. I loved it. He had he used a lot of those like really like elaborate term like phrases for things, like something about sleeping like a wet dog behind a stove. Oh yes. Yeah. Thing went pooky, he says yeah. at one point. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of Blanche from um the Golden Girls because mm. she's from the South as well and she has a lot of right. phrases like Idioms, that. Yeah. yeah. Ricky can't sleep. Can we talk about his chain? We got to see, like, a chain on his chest, and he's, like, sat up in bed, and I was like, I'm loving this and male jewelry situation. Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We I, love Ricky. <laughs> we do. Daddy Ricky. Yes. And they're wearing matching pajamas again, oh, which I it. just, like, it's my dream. That's the love I'm looking for. Is yes. Is will wear matching pajamas? Yes. Yes. Or what you really want is that the girl, the, I will wear the, the the top and he will wear the pants and then like you only have to buy one set of pajamas. You'd share it. Right. I love that. That's, That's practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just practical love. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Anyone just looking to wear just long pants to bed. 
find me. He finds a tiny guitar that he steals from Ricky and plays at like 6 o'clock in the morning. 6.30 in the morning, he plays a song, and there's a baby. He has a great voice, though, because we now we know he's, he's a professional. He's, he's a, a professional star. singer. But yeah, poor Ricky, little Ricky's still sleeping, thank God. As if that, in real life, that baby would definitely be up. So the song Ford is playing is the Wabash Cannonball. So he plays another song later. So he plays a bunch of songs. Yeah. But yeah, so he wakes up super early and then he ends, we cut to, it's been a while. Yeah. So they cut to the kitchen where Lucy and Ethel are, have just bought like boxes and huge bags of groceries because he's a bottomless pit and he's eating them out of house and home. Mm -hmm. Bad house guest, Ernie. The worst. Yeah. I mean, like, he doesn't know any better. But. But what does he do all day? Plays uh, his, plays his guitar. guitar. <laughs> he's just like... He writes to Mama. Yeah, so he's been overstaying his welcome. I thought this was a long con when he gives this letter to Lucy, because I think he knew that he was wearing out his welcome, and so he wanted to make them feel guilty. Right. Oh, so she's she like, did. please check my spelling, because I don't want to send it to Mama. Hot twist. So I thought it was him being... spelling bloopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Mama can't read, but she might find someone to read it to her. Mm-hmm. It's like, yikes. But yeah, so I thought it was just like his way of hedging against them wanting to kick him out. Yeah. And then Ricky, like, she shows it to Ricky and he, and that's how we learned about the Wicked City woman in this letter. And she's like, I have an idea. The only way that we can scare him out of the city is if he meets a Wicked City. He says, Ma, you was all wrong about New York. I ain't seen hide nor hair of no Wicked City woman like you warned me against. (laughs) With their painted lips and painted cheeks. It sounds like that puppet you were talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lady Elaine. <laughs> she is a wicked city woman. That's why I loved her so much. <laughs> Not wrong. Not and wrong. and then he says, but if and I do, I'll mind what you said and hightail it right back to Bent Fork. Great. So now we have an out. We know how to get <laughs> out of here. Yes. And even better, we have a reason for Lucy to play dress up. Yes. You know what? This, I mean, this plan is bulletproof. No man, when confronted with a hot, dolled up woman trying to seduce him, has ever said yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love how Ricky was like, yeah, great. This Go do work. it. <laughs> Go seduce your... Your cousin? Your, Who's not your cousin? No, it's your no, friend's, it's, your mother's friend's roommate's, roommate's cousin's son. son? Something like Maybe that. could still be related. But also, I feel like Ricky probably was like, yes, good plan, because um, it gives Lucy something to do for the day. <laughs> yeah. She'll, like, stay kind of out of trouble, right? I mean, it depends on what we define as trouble, but so she, we see her in a black wig. And she's worn this dress before. Mm-hmm. She comes out in a sequin gown. Where has she worn it? I don't know, but I swear. Charm we, school? Was it charm school? I think so. We've seen it in a previous episode, which, like, frankly, she should wear it all the time. She looks bomb. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have no notes. If you uh, that every day. No, no I want a, I want an occasion to wear a gown. Right. So Lucy dresses up as a w- oh wicked God. city woman. Mm-hmm. Ernie's into it. The my favorite part, she walks in and she's got this slinky hip situation, oh. and he's like, "You got a hitch in your giddy up." <laughs> and I was like, literally, just want a man to say that to me. But it doesn't sound sexy. It sounds like you're like something's broken. Like yes. you've got a fork in your disposal. You know what I mean? Ouch. But then she's like seducing him, and she like, oh, she's like rubbing his hair, and yes. he's like, "I want you to vamp me." She's like, I'm gonna vamp you. What? 
does that mean as a verb? Like, she just did. She was rubbing his head, and he's like, I like that. That feels good. And they're like, ew. Yeah, it was creepy. Um, And then he chases her around the apartment. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, literally on the nose. She's like, I am a wicked city woman that your mother warned you about. Go home. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, nah, uh. (laughs) Bat me some more, wicked city woman. (laughs) I was the long pearls, like, all the way down to her belly button. She's got, like, a very Cruella DeVille sort of cigarette Yeah, I have one of those if anyone ever (gasps) needs it. He has rocking a very high-waisted pant and the vest. It was like, oh, he and Fred shop together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He dresses like a city boy now. Or maybe Fred just dresses like a country... Country 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 boy. (laughs) Country. So the episode kind of ends with no conclusion. Mm -hmm. Because there's a second one that we are not watching. (laughs) runs back in and and, uh, Ricky is there and she freaks out because she thinks it's him. Right. And then he's like, she's like, he likes it or whatever. And then they're like, ah! And that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is not a cool, satisfying ending, but I guess now that we know that, it's all good. It was a little... I mean, we've seen it before with... Remember the grocer who chased oh, her around yeah, because oh, yeah. she was trying to set him up with the, the woman mis- downstairs. The woman downstairs who was single, and the grocer thought that Lucy was saying because she was saying someone has a crush on you. Right. He thought it was her, and then he was like, "I, I'm in love with you too." The original asking for a friend. Yeah. So she <laughs> yes. does freak out when she sees Ricky. It's like this is not safe. It's not cute. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. cute. There's you no know. safe word involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever run away from a guy on a street or like? You know, it just feels really similar. Oh, yeah. It's super creepy. Yeah. So, yeah. Dark days. Dark days for Lucy. And then it ends. <laughs> so, not super satisfying. But her look was fantastic. What do we think about the dark hair? I love it. I love it anytime she has the dark hair. The thing I think is weird, because this happened, there was a, an episode called The Black Wig that we just watched. And she seems to think, and, like, the rules of this world are that when she changes her hair color, that, like, no one recognizes her. Right. And she's a completely new woman. And I was like what are we talking about? Like, she's very clearly Lucy and she's never worried about him being like, cousin Lucy, what are you doing? Like, he's just like, oh no, brand new woman. Mm -hmm. Listen, as someone who went from blonde to redhead, people who knew me as blonde don't recognize me Is that true? Yeah, it's great. Let me show you a picture. Okay, totally different person. You also you look like a pageant queen. Uh, yeah, I was nominated for prom queen next year, but I didn't win because Susie and I split the votes. Blame <laughs> <laughs> it on Susie. Well, but actually, that looks like a totally different person. That's so crazy. And it's this photo. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> we. And I knew her when she was blonde. Yeah. I met because I was blonde in, into college. Yeah. But it's, I mean, a part of it is also like darker hair, darker brow, you know, like, and oh. I'm not tan anymore. I'm so shook. It's crazy. <laughs> what do we think of this episode? I, it, it's one of those things where like I laughed, but then also it was like cringy laughing. Yes. Where I was like, ooh, this is like not actually good, but like I get why this got, why this happened. In terms of talking about condescending, about mm-hmm. people who are from, rural areas mm-hmm. and people who have different come from different walks of life like it's not cute and it's the same bit over and over again is that they're laughing at him and they don't like him being around yeah on one hand it's relatable of when you have to interact with family friends or family that are from a different part of the, the, the country and mm-hmm. like have been raised differently and have different customs that is relatable but then in this particular case it does feel like punching down mm-hmm. on a person who doesn't seem like that smart it's just so simple. or worldly sexually repressed like you know what like there are a lot of ways in which i'm looking forward to ernie blossoming yes molly wants to see ernie in his therapist session being like mama told me women were terrible <laughs> but it also feels good terrible feels good am i wrong am i right am i wrong? 
Ugh. Repression um, is the enemy. It really like, is, by the way. Yeah. But I think it's also weird knowing that he was like famous at the time. Yeah, I, that was a curveball. He wasn't as well known. His big song happened in '55. He kind of reminds me of the yodeling Walmart kid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, not today, my favorite episode, to be honest. Today, but... Ernie would be a YouTube star. Oh yes, percent By the way, yes, you're right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know so much about the that. YouTube, YouTubers now. <laughs> no, um, you're so right. And I think I agree with you, though, on all of this, which is that I like this episode because to me it felt so specific to my experience of like being a southern gal in New York and not really understanding it when I first got there but then there's this evolution of when you come back of one how you talk about the people that you've known before you move to this big place but then also a difference of how those people back home now feel about you. Mm. So it, it was interesting and also just interesting to find that so many of those tropes that we now still have were around back then, like this wicked city woman, mm-hmm. you know, the, the MTA being a little bitch, like <laughs> still a problem now. So, right. but yeah, I enjoyed it and it felt different than the other Lucy episodes I'd seen. Yeah, yeah totally. The other thing too that I think about now is in terms of who had TVs, like mm-hmm. everyone who had a TV, I think probably skewed more on the like suburban urban scale. So they're playing to who their audience was, where it's like we're all gonna laugh at these bumpkins because right. most of the audience were less likely to be bumpkins. So maybe like that's interesting. There, there weren't gonna be that many people in the middle of America being like, because I feel like that happens so much now with network TV, where it's like we can't have these like niche little LA set shows like Togetherness and You're the Worst. Those aren't gonna play on CBS because. People in the middle of the country don't relate to that. But back then, most of the people who had TVs were a little bit more... Urban, yeah. Like, a little bit more cosmopolitan, maybe. Because, yeah, like, like, not everybody had, had a TV. But was it, like, was it, like, a financial... Because I imagine they were expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I think they had the gotten access everywhere. To it. Had, so it changed, like, what you could put on network TV versus now, where it's, like, it needs to play in the middle of the country. Right. So it's just interesting to think about, like, the conversations that were being had on the network level versus now. Yeah, totally. Network TV, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Marissa, where can our fans and friends find you? So you can find me on YouTube and on Instagram. Also on Twitter, I have 43 followers right now, which is really exciting. (laughs) So thank you for showing up for me. (laughs) We love them. Yes. You can find me at Marissa Conqueso. That's two S's. Mm -hmm. Would love to see you all. And then also, I've started to do some work um, helping the migrants that were in the caravan from Central America. So we're doing a lot of efforts around getting supplies to them, donating money and resources in collaboration with an organization called Border Angels. So if you're able to connect with me, I would also love for you to get involved with me. That cool. sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us Thank you. Today. This is so much fun. Ah, What a treat. What a delight. As always, you can find us on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. On Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. You can find us on Facebook where We Love Lucy Podcast. And as always, you can send any thoughts to our email at We lovelycpod at gmail.com also if you feel so inclined drop us a rating and a review on itunes we love to hear from you and we'll see you next time lucy's bye